faith, confidence or trust in a person or thing. Reason, to think or argue in a logical manner, to form conclusions, judgments or inferences from facts or premises. Culture, the customary beliefs, social forms and material traits of a religious, racial or social group. Faith, reason, culture, podcast with Dr. Melissa Travis and Daryl Youngblood. Welcome back to Faith, Reason, Culture. We're going to continue the conversation we were having last time where we discussed the importance of thinking critically as Christians. And today we're going to talk about some important resources to help equip you for the days ahead. For a lot of people, I hope, and if you're listening to this and you know, I'm preaching to myself as well in this. It's it it's kind of the time to to really take our faith seriously. You know, as uh, I heard uh, the preacher this weekend, guest speaker at the at the church I go to, talk about that. A lot of us have been kind of standing in the kiddie pool, and it's time to go out into into deeper waters. And I think the times, the the culture, what we see happening is is really demanding this if we're going to be faithful followers of Christ in the in these coming years, because these coming years are going to be challenging. We're seeing unprecedented, I think, threats to you know, basic freedoms that we have have taken for granted are, are now on the on the chopping block, literally. And I don't know how we don't know. It's very difficult to predict how far that's going to go, but we know it's going. We know it's going somewhere. And and so this this is this is really the time uh, Daryl, if or if you want to further comment on that, or maybe we can we can jump into some uh, some resources that you know if we for our personal development. Uh, I know uh, Melissa, you had you had some resources you wanted to discuss, but Daryl, do you have a word on that before we jump into that? No, no, I'll let her jump into the resources on okay. that. She's got some really good ones. Okay, yeah, so. So, Melissa, you've got some uh, great resources here you think Christians should be familiar with to, to help in, in what you've been talking about. So what you got for us? Yes. And will we add these to the show notes so that our listeners can uh, can find them, Brian? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that'll be kind of the, the MO, like any any resources, articles, anything that we, we discuss will, will definitely be in the, in the show notes of the podcast and also at cgmradio.com slash FRC. You can, uh, you'll be able to get everything there as well. Okay, perfect. So the resource I want to start out with is what I have told many people here recently was the, the most important book I read in 2020. Um, and it's Rod Dreyer's book, at Live Not By Lies, A Manual for Christian Dissidents. So if you find yourselves just wondering what in the world is going on? What is this thing called progressivism? Why do we have people sounding the alarm about uh, a coming communism or totalitarianism in America? And why are we seeing um, unprecedented censorship in public speech in America? And what's happening to the church? This is the book that I think you need to start with. As I said, the most important book I read in 2020. Um, 
And if you are interested, I actually participated in a three episode uh, YouTube video conversation with three of my fellow Faulkner University alumni. We read the book together and then we did three episodes in which we just kind of discuss our way through the book from cover to cover. And you can find that on Dr. Kelly Burton's YouTube channel. Um, all three episodes are there. Yeah, and we'll put a link to that in the in the description as well, in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then next, speaking of Dr. Kelly Burton, she has an outstanding article that I would encourage you all to read. And the title of the article is Progressivism as Religion. And you can find that on clarityfund.org. Uh, and the article's date is January 20th um, of this year. So very important article where Dr. Burton basically um, takes this question, is progressivism a religion? Does it meet the criteria to be classified as a new religion in the world? And I won't spoil the ending for you, just encourage you to read it. Um, in terms of the social justice question um, and how Christians can become uh, more adept at conversing with their neighbor um, about all of the hot button issues that fall under that umbrella, I want to recommend this book. This is by Thaddeus Williams, and the title of it is Confronting Injustice Without compromising truth. So that should ring a bell for all of our listeners, because we've been talking about this whole idea of the direct connection between truth and um, authentic biblical justice. So there's, um, if you can see a picture of the book, again, that's confronting injustice without compromising truth. Now, related to this book uh, is an organization that I would encourage you all to check out. It's called the Center for Biblical Unity. Um, and the head of the organization is Monique Dusan, And she is doing some fantastic work at refuting at the tenets of critical race theory. And she is um, a lovely and articulate and beautiful uh, female apologist at doing work in this area. So I would, um, I would love for you to check out the, the fantastic work she's doing. Um, a recent publication, another book for you is entitled Another Gospel. And the author of that is Elisa Childers. She has a fantastic podcast. I strongly encourage everyone to check out her podcast and to get a copy of her book. Essentially what this book does is it, it, it documents her journey um, to a crisis of faith that was triggered by an encounter with progressive Christianity in particular. So she takes you through her story um, and then she unpacks this ideology that we refer to as progressive Christianity um, and sort of brings you back to uh, biblical truth. 
okay, and talks about the toxicity of progressive Christianity. So um, for sure, check out that. Um, And then um, finally, my last one is a book by Carl Truman. And the title of the book is The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self. And the really outstanding uh, feature of that book is it sort of um, educates the reader on how we got to where we are socially and culturally. Um, And I think if you do not understand the roots, the history, the pedigree of the ideas that are influencing the culture, uh, then you're not going to have much power in terms of personal discernment about these ideas, much less being able to raise children um, who understand the falsehood pervading the culture or being able to influence anyone else um, in your life in terms of correcting all of the um, misinformation and the, the distorted perceptions that people have on these hot topic issues. Um, Oh, one more. I'm sorry. I lied. That wasn't my last one. My last one is actually a blog. I would love for everyone to check out. And this is Neil Shenvey's blog. And the website is shenveyapologetics.com. And that's spelled S-H-E-N-V-I, shenveyapologetics.com. And Neil has been doing some remarkable work in this area of critical race theory. And one of the most valuable parts of his blog for me uh, has been all of the fantastic book reviews he's written Uh, for books that argue for critical race theory and then books that are highly critical of critical race theory. So um, if you're someone who doesn't have a ton of time to read a dozen books on critical race theory, then go to uh, Dr. Shinby's website and start reading through his book reviews. The books that he reviews are the ones that are very, very much in the public spotlight right now. Um, So if you could just read the reviews, that is way better than not being at all familiar with these titles that are impacting culture in very powerful ways right now. Yeah, no question. And I think it's important to understand when, when it comes to race, you look at what, you know, we just celebrated MLK Day, what Martin Luther King Jr. said about not judging people by the color of their skin, but by the content of the character. I think the critical race theory proponents want to make this essentially align with Martin Luther King, but it seems like they're taking it somewhere that's really far beyond what he himself was was advocating for to where it's you have to be this this anti-racist and there's this whole other way of thinking that really doesn't have to do with equality or just accepting one another no matter what it goes it goes a lot deeper and and darker so but uh but daryl do you have are there any resources that you've come across the past year or that you would like to uh, particularly uh, talk about i know your website rdof.org has some great presentations when it comes to issues of truth and, and that kind of thing what what uh what resources would you like to, to recommend the, the audience that, that you're aware of that could, could help them kind of navigate these choppy waters? I, I think that Melissa covered most of it. The only thing that I would add 
is in terms of the importance of critical thinking and logic and philosophical thought uh, for Christians, I would recommend the, a book called The Philosophical Foundations of a Christian Worldview by J.P. Moreland and William Lane Craig. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. That sounds like, and those are two, some of the biggest thinkers of the 20th and now, I mean, into 21st century, William Lane Craig isn't slowing down. He seems like he's just been rocking (laughs) for a long time with, with no, uh, with, with no lack of energy. He hasn't run down. It's like the locomotive has been going full steam for like 40 years. That's right. I know, I know, I know. Um, and I, I, it just occurred to me, you know, we mentioned the problem of evil um, at the beginning of our conversation. And it just occurred to me that um, I'd like to recommend John Lennox's book that came out um, this past year. And I believe the ti- I don't have it in front of me, but I believe the title of it is Where is God in a Coronavirus World? Do you guys, are you guys familiar with that mm-hmm. book? Daryl, have you heard of it? Is that yes. the correct title? I think I think it is. It's yeah, very we'll, similar to that. If that's we'll not it. it, I'll find it. Put a link to it in the show yeah, notes. Yeah. So, um, for those who um have been thinking so much more about the problem of evil and suffering in light of the pandemic, um, that would be a great resource to to check out. Yeah. No question. Okay. Well, we're nearing the end of our conversation. It's been fascinating. I know it's blessed the the listeners a lot. Uh, uh, you guys helping them to just kind of walk through because I think a lot of us are really confused and are having a, having a tough time. And we're going to be, we've talked about a lot of issues, but in the weeks and in the months and hopefully the years ahead, we're going to be delving into all of these issues. So whether, whether it is the problem of evil, whether it's uh, have anything having to do with the, the culture, progressivism, Marxism, critical race theory, and, and other apologetics related topics. We're going to be delving into those. So make sure to stick around, make sure you're subscribed. We're on pretty much any podcasting platform out there and links to all that is, is on the website. So, all right. So why don't we end off with just a a quick discussion about what projects you guys are working on. What do you have on the horizon? Y'all are both very, very busy uh, apologetic warriors here. So uh, with uh, you know, there's obviously no lack of work to do these days. So uh, Daryl, maybe we can start with you. What, do you. what are you doing right now? What projects do you have going on right now? And what's coming up on the, on the horizon? Well, I was kind of uh, forced into changing... Um, the things I was doing because with RDOF, we had grown to the point to where we have 500 people at our presentations. And of course, in a COVID world, that's, that's just not going to work and not be safe. And we would feed everyone. And this basically the entire um, spirit of what we would do at these events, we just couldn't accomplish any of these, you know, I was all about giving. And so, like I said, we would feed everyone, we would give them dessert. um, And it was a very, very social environment. And, it had grown so much. We just couldn't do that. So what I had started doing was videos. And so recently um, we have been picked up. Our videos have been picked up by networks like Overcomers TV broadcast on Amazon fire TV Roku. And so it's been kind of a huge uh, last few months for that. And so um, because of that, I have been creating animated resource videos. I have shown you guys a little bit of what I'm doing. We've already done a lot of this with RDUF, but, I've got some really big projects in mind to do. I'm going to try to collaborate with Melissa on a few of these and a, a vision for creating, you know, very powerful um, animated videos that, that um, 
that get across certain topics in a way that's kind of hard to do or maybe hard to stay with um, from a lecture type of environment. And so um, I have I've done this because in my own conversations with people, I've found these kinds of videos to be extremely effective in getting across difficult concepts to people or to keep people who aren't apologetics types engaged in what we're talking about. And so I, I, I just can't give enough weight to doing, having resources like this. So I'm putting everything I have into it right now. Um, and so I, I always create these resources based on my real world conversations I have on a daily basis for people who are contacting RDF for help with uh, things they're struggling with. So I typically purposefully kind of um, stay in between apologetics and then the layman world, just because, you know, um, apologetics, as we all know, is a niche and it is something to where people who many times are interested and go to these conferences are people who like apologetics. But then you have this other part of the world who are the moms and the students that just want simple answers and they need digestible material. And so that's my heart right now is to create those, you know, uh, again, just full time, um, you know, on a day to day basis, uh, talking to people and, and trying to trying to be available and give the time and attention to every person that we talk to um, that, that comes with tough questions, which with COVID has just been huge. I mean, just a huge um, surge of people um, and students and parents who have questions, tough questions, and who are doubting their faith. So I'm just trying to make sure that I'm available for all that and trying to build a team uh, for that as well. So absolutely, no, that's great. So what are your what are your coordinates? What's the best way for people to to follow you online, find you online? We mentioned the website rdof.org. What about so, yeah of uh, Facebook, which would be rdof events uh, at Facebook. And then um, my personal email, which, which is the easiest one to remember, is daryl at rdof.org. And that's spelled D-A-R-Y-L, like Daryl Hannah. And so uh, the robot. That, those are the two, two easiest ways to get in touch with me. Awesome. All right, Melissa, what, how about you? What do you have going on right now? And what's on the horizon for Dr. Travis? Yeah, so I am just now wrapping up a year-long contract, actually, writing science and faith material for the new Lee Strobel Center for Evangelism and Applied Apologetics, which is at Colorado Christian University. So the center is now offering certificates, bachelor's degrees, and master's degrees in the area of applied apologetics. And I have spent the past year writing all of their science and faith content. So for the certificate level program, that involved recording 27 video lectures right here in my office because coronavirus. Uh, And then for the bachelor's and master's level courses that I wrote, um, it was just tons and tons and tons of fun to pull out all of my very favorite books on the intersection of science and Christianity and to build course content um, for those. And the, um, the science and faith content, I believe, will all launch this fall at the Strobel Center at CCU. So that's been a whole lot of fun. Um, and 
for students who or potential students uh, who are interested in investigating. Um, just so you know, I would indeed be your instructor for uh, the the courses in science and faith awesome. there. That is no. Um, that so they'd get to learn directly under me, which would be fun. Um, and then the other thing that's pretty exciting is I'm going to be participating in my very first science and faith uh, documentary film production. If any of you are familiar with the fantastic biopic film that came out uh, just a few years ago on the conversion story of Lee Strobel, uh, the title of the film was The Case for Christ. Uh, which I thought was incredibly well done. Yep. And it's the, the same uh, film company that did the case for Christ is doing this new documentary on the cosmic and biological evidence for the existence of God. And um, as far as I can tell so far, my part in that documentary will really be to talk about at some of the, uh, the philosophical implications. Um, and in particular, I'm hoping that they'll give me free reign to talk about my favorite area, which is the argument from the comprehensibility of the universe. So um, filming starts in March. So I'll be up in Seattle on set, which sounds really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. A lot of fun being on set, what, you know, whether it's acting or that kind of stuff, for those who have done it, is it really is a lot of fun. You'll have a blast. And I, I certainly hope they do, because if they, if they give you the ability to talk about what you're most passionate about, it's going to be best for the content and, and, and just best for the film overall. So uh, I'm sure they will. And I know, and I'm, I feel privileged because both of you guys, really just in different ways, I know, Daryl, you haven't published books on it, but uh, the idea of science and faith. Uh, is something I know we're going to explore more on this show because both of you, that, that's been a specific area of study. And it really is a big myth that this idea that science and there's this, uh, the, there's an incompatibility between science and faith. And that simply, that simply is not, is not true. And, and both of you do a fantastic job of, of sharing that, you know, and explaining that to us. So I look forward to on future episodes doing that. Well, guys, uh, it's been a blast coming back together. I feel like we've got, you know, we've got the band back together, rocking and rolling. We've had a little bit of a break. I want to let you guys know we have filmed in episode one and two. It's called Meet the Host. So make sure to check those out at cgmradio.com slash FRC. Make sure to subscribe to the show and email us. Any comments, questions, frc at cgmradio.com. We would love to, to answer those for you here on, on future broadcasts. Well, Melissa, Daryl, thanks. Thanks for joining us again. It was good to, good to have yeah. you guys back and do this. Great to be here. Yes, yeah, so glad to be back. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>